guys, I'm Savannah, and you are listening to the Girls Off the Record podcast, a podcast affiliated with SavannahOffTheRecord.com, an online magazine dedicated to music, fashion, beauty, and culture. In today's episode, Girls Off the Record member Jenny McKeon interviews her best friend and the owner of Pink Pony Vintage Instagram shop, Hannah Frenette. So I'm Jenny, and I'm here with my BFF extraordinaire, Hannah Frenette. Hi. Proprietor of the Pink Pony Vintage Shop on Instagram, Hannah. So you're a longtime vintage thrift store scavenger, okay? Yeah. Um, tell me about the first time you went into a thrift store and what did you buy? I remember. I'm just going to tell you the first time that I remember. Okay. It might be the same one. Um, the first time I went into a thrift store was the Goodwill in Fort Walton Beach, and I think I only bought one thing, and it was a silvery vintage camisole that had little butterfly clips on the straps, and I ended up cutting them off and then just wearing the little camisole. Um, it was probably like early 2000s, so maybe that was like a thing, but I had it for a really long time. Um, yeah, I think I was with you. I don't know. I think I was with you. I feel like my mom was there also, but, but yeah, I didn't find anything like super cool the first time, and I felt like I had to really hunt, but I was like determined to leave with something, so I was like, at that, you know, at that age, you're like, I have to buy something right now. <laughs> I think, like, it was around that time, too, that you started, it kind of started that addiction. When, when do you think that you really started to start scouring thrift stores? Like, on a, on the reg. Hmm. I feel like I was maybe, like, about 15. I think I started, because I didn't have access to a car yet at that point. I think it was around the time that Josh and I started hanging out because he had a car. And so we would, like, go get coffee and go to thrift stores or flea markets or whatever. And so, basically, I had the freedom to drive anywhere. Actually, the first place I ever drove with car was to Waterfront Mission. <laughs> but yeah, I would say I was 15, and my boyfriend had a car, and we would go, we would go thrifting, and that's when it started. Because I also had a job, so I had money, so I could just be buying whatever I wanted. But it had to be like kind of cheap. Yeah. Well, and you can buy so much more at a thrift store than you could like go into the mall. Yeah. I think it was college though when it really started to get. <laughs> 40. <laughs> <laughs> What's, um, what do you look for when you go vintage shopping hmm. or thrifting? Because I, I guess think, there's a difference. Yeah, I think it kind of just depends on what I'm feeling at the time. But I think when I first started thrifting, I would go look for like cute little sundresses because it seemed like the easiest thing to wear or like to put together. Like you could just... I don't know. It wasn't that hard to like work in a weird vintage piece if it was just a dress. But I feel like lately I like to look for like higher quality items if I can, like maybe like silk tops and vintage purses. Like I'm feeling vintage leather purses right now or vintage basket purses. You heard it here first. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it just depends. And I mean, obviously, if it's like getting cold, I like to look for like a good coat, but. And what's a good way for like anyone who's afraid to go thrifting and they're just like, I don't want to hunt. I don't know how to look for the things that I want to find. Like what's a really good way of trying to like suss out the things that, you, that are nice and are worth it? I would say 
maybe finding like a shop that you really like either on Etsy or eBay or Instagram because those people are kind of already doing the work for you so if you see something you really like and then you find it on a shop like you can probably bet that they're going to pick other things that you like so you don't really have to hunt but you might have to pay more that's worth it I think yeah because I I've, the older I get the less that I want to hunt I walk into a thrift store and like all of my anxieties I'm just like anything could be anything could be styled right too nowadays like yeah how do you because I think that you work really well at styling things like just taking something that on a hanger in a thrift store wouldn't really catch your eye but then you work you work it in a way that looks really good how do you do that thanks <laughs> um I think a lot of it is just looking at stuff that I like online, like if I'm following a photographer that I like, or if I'm looking in a magazine, sometimes I'll see stuff and it looks really beautiful in a photo shoot and I'll be like, oh, I could find a floral silk top like that at the thrift store and maybe not pay like a thousand dollars for some Giorgio Armani <laughs> shirt or something. So I feel like I take inspiration from photos that I see and I just try to do like the cheaper recreation of it. Um, and when did you start Pink Pony? So, I think I started Pink Pony in October of 2016. And for the people who don't know you, why, <laughs> why did you start this? I'm pretty sure it was because you had a room full of clothes and nowhere to put them. Yes. So, <laughs> exactly right. I had a room full of clothes. I had two rolling racks that were just like stuffed full. I had like six giant plastic bins and baskets of shoes and... A lot of it was stuff that was really cool that I didn't want to just leave at the thrift store that I wanted to take with me, but then wasn't stuff that I would probably wear all the time. And I used to sell stuff on eBay, and then I kind of fell off the eBay train. I don't know, it just seemed like it took a long time to list stuff, and the fees were kind of high, and I saw a lot of people doing the Instagram thing. So I was like, well, I'll just try. Like, maybe a couple people will buy something. And also, my husband is really encouraging me to sell some stuff because he hates clutter. And so it was kind of, like, might be a fun project for me. And then also maybe, like, provide some peace of mind to him that stuff was leaving the room. Um, it's, like, proof. Yeah. It's, like, I'm actively trying to get these things out of here, kind of. Yeah. But... Um, also, I feel like Instagram looks really pretty, so you can mix in stuff that you're inspired by or, like, pictures of vintage stuff with your stuff, and it's kind of, like, almost like a Tumblr or something, so it's not just, like, strictly selling, like, eBay. It's like a mood board that you can buy stuff from. Yeah, it's like, a, exactly, because sometimes I get pissed when I'm on Pinterest and I see stuff that's cute, and I'll, like, keep clicking it, hoping it takes me to a link, and then I can never buy it, and I'm like damn <laughs> why <laughs> why did you even show me <laughs> and what do you like about um sharing this love of vintage clothes with other girls because I think that you really get excited when other people get excited I do <laughs> I like when other people get excited um I don't know it's just nice sometimes like if I go somewhere and someone compliments a purse or a top or something I can be like oh it was only 10 bucks and I can sell you one too and it's like I don't know. It's nice to see that other people like it. And then instead of just being like, oh, it's one of a kind. It's so unattainable. It's like, oh, well, there's actually more if you want something similar. Like, I might be able to find it, which is kind of nice. Is it hard to let go of some things? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff. I don't think I've ever sold anything that I was really sad about parting with, but every now and then I'll go through stuff and like just not at the point where I'm ready to sell it yet, even though I probably will. But yeah, I get a little hoardy sometimes <laughs> with some stuff. But for the most part, sometimes I'll buy it, and even though it's really pretty, I'll already know that I'm going to sell it, so it kind of helps from thinking like, oh, I'll just keep it. It's like I bought it with the mindset of selling it. So. It kind of legitimizes going out and hunting and buying stuff. Yeah. For like now it's part of my side hustle. Yeah, it gives me a reason. I can buy stuff and be like, I know I'll never wear that. It's not even my size, but it's beautiful and I can take it home with me because I'm just going to sell it. So that <laughs> makes it totally fine. And I think like buying vintage has kind of gone on the rise now because of things like Etsy and, you know, maybe people being more um, environmentally conscious. So how do you try to find things before everyone else does and I know you don't want to give away all your tips but what are a couple of like easy tips that's a hard one I think I think it's just getting harder to find stuff the only thing I can say is just or the thing that I think maybe I have success with is just checking often because I mean even if I go to five thrift stores in one day I mean somebody else could have just hit all the same five but if you go regularly chances are you're going to hit at least one place before somebody else who's looking for something similar is. So probably just looking as often, which may be just another excuse for me to go thrifting as often <laughs> as possible, but I think the more I do it, the more I would find versus just going once every like few days or something. And I think it's, it's okay to go into a store and not buy anything and not find anything, right? Oh yeah. I mean... I feel like I do that more than I ever have before because I don't want to buy stuff anymore just to buy. Like, I want it to be really special. But, yeah, I leave, I definitely leave stores without buying anything. It's good to know. I mean, I prefer to walk out with an item <laughs> in hand, but if it's not, like, the perfect fit or if it's, like, messed up in some way, I would be fine to not buy it. And for anyone that, um, you know, might be working towards like building a side hustle even if it's not selling clothes maybe it's like working on their art of some sort like what is your advice to people to get up and do it and do the thing I would just say speaking for myself that I tend to put things off a lot and I had been wanting to make a little Instagram account for over a year and it really isn't a daunting task and once I did it I felt so accomplished and I just really wanted to add a little bit more to it every day even if nobody was looking or nobody was following it was just a nice place to know that I was like had a, a place that I could put stuff and kind of build on it so I guess my advice would just be not to procrastinate and just make something even if you don't think it's visible or you don't think anyone's going to see it or respond to it because I mean, with my account, I, I mean, I started with zero followers, and so I was kind of just sharing things more for myself, hoping somebody would stumble across it, so just do it. Yeah. I mean, if you do it, then you did it. Yeah, and it also, <laughs> Put that on a if you do it, then you did it. It was motivating to, to do it and see the, like, physical thing I had made, because it kind of just made me want to keep contributing to it, since I'd already made it. I didn't want it to sit there dormant. Yeah, then you're, once you just bite the bullet, then you have to be accountable. Yeah. That helps you stay motivated. 
And is there a special piece that to this day, even if you don't still own it, that you're just like, damn, that was such a good find. I did so good. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, I think there's one piece that comes to mind, and I don't even know why. It's just probably the weirdest, coolest thing I've ever found, and I don't still own it. I actually sold it on eBay a long time ago, but it was this, like, 1960s gold embroidered robe. It was super cool, and it sat on a rolling rack in my parents' guest room for, like, two years, and I actually still have a picture of it somewhere and I saw it recently and was like why did I ever sell that but it was really cool and it was probably just some fancy older woman's like dressing gown or robe but it was all embroidered with like roses and floral stuff and I could just shoot myself for selling it but (laughs) it was really cool I think I maybe sold it for 50 bucks and it would probably sell for like 200 or more now but it wouldn't sell for that because I would keep it now. But <laughs> I would I would probably say that one. I'm trying to think. I really did see a picture not long ago, like, of my mom's room. It was, I must have taken it to show her, like, look, I'm going to clean it, like, before and after. And I could see all the stuff on the racks. And I kept being like, oh, my God, I don't own that anymore. Like, where did that go? Why did I sell that? It's kind of nice because they all take on a life of their own. They do. They're living without me. I don't, <laughs> their lives don't involve me, but that's okay. They probably miss you and the rest of their friends in the board. <laughs> Any final advice or tips for people? Hmm. I would just maybe say don't be afraid of the thrift stores that look super sketchy. It's a good one. And don't be afraid to like really get in there and like flip through every single shirt or like whatever rack you're looking through. Sometimes it's easy to walk in and feel overwhelmed, but if you don't just like get in there and look around, you might miss a gem. But I would say that all of my best things that I found, I'm pretty sure, have come from the sketchiest looking places, probably because other people are passing them over. So don't be afraid of the dirt. Just get in there. (laughs) Good advice. Thank you so much, Hannah. You're welcome, Jenny. This was awkward and fun. (laughs)